You're listening to Not The Stock Response, an investment podcast like no other. Perhaps for good reason. And to keep the lawyers happy, this is not formal financial advice. Hello and welcome to Not The Stock Response. In the hot seat today, we have Hayden Brooks and Rory Kinnear. Not the Hollywood actor, unfortunately. Sadly, he was booked for the day. <laughs> some uh, some big stories in the news this week, um, but we're not going to talk about any of those, are we? No, sir. No, sir. Instead, we're going to talk about TMI. It's not a new stock. It's too much information. Hayden, why are we going to talk about that? Take us away. Look, in, in today's information-based society, we're plagued with excess. Uh, and there's many parts of our daily life where information overload really hinders our decision-making. But the investment sector is where the consequences are most serious, right? I I completely agree. Financial security and general peace of mind depend on making the right financial decisions. While some investors may have too little information, most just have too much. And this really does stifle good, sensible, educated decision-making. Yeah, exactly. Look, if you go back 20 years, financial data was really hard to get hold of. If you wanted to understand how your investments were performing, you had to speak to your broker, your financial advisor, and unfortunately, the flip side of going to one source was there was only one source, right? So it tended to tilt towards mis-selling back in the 80s and 90s. But now, with the rise of technology and the explosion of the internet over the last 20 years, you can get real-time data every single second of the day on how every single cog in your portfolio is performing. Now, in itself, that data isn't a bad thing. But if you're not careful, that sort of information overload can really easily lead to some serious, shaky decisions. So you mean sort of if it's triggering a knee-jerk reaction, over-trading, that that, that sort of thing? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, and I would say data-led decision-making is one thing. But just constantly being bombarded by every little change, whether it's through push notifications on your phone, emails, texts. It's it's not insight. It's not the info you need to make good long-term investment decisions. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you mention about the phone and stuff, it's 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 sort of tied into the you know digital dopamine thing uh, that you read about in the news. You know what what started with just being able to check something all the time turned into a compulsion to check something all the time. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know. While it's not ideal to be compulsively checking your Instagram or LinkedIn or even TikTok these days, it's a, it's a whole lot worse if you're compulsively fiddling with your investments all the time. And people will end up having too many odd stocks, exotic funds. Dodge, Dogecoin? Is it? Dogecoin? <laughs> I mean, exactly. I don't even know how to pronounce it. it. It becomes a dangerous and volatile game. At the end of the day, you could lose a huge fortune in something like this. Yeah, and for most people, it really isn't worth the gamble, both psychologically and also financially. Now, on the topic of over overtrading, funny enough, we put out a LinkedIn post a couple of weeks ago called The Average Investor. Now, what it showed was the average investor, let's call him Joe in this case, um, he'd pick his own stocks, buy, sell, buy, sell. He reacted to every single piece of information. Now, on average, Joe returned 3.6% over a 10-year period, which is half of what he'd have seen if he'd left his money in a moderate, well-diversified portfolio. I mean, I I would say, Hayden, though, on the flip side of this, you get the other danger of TMI, which is when people can't see the wood from the trees, which leads to them just taking a path of least resistance, which then can lead to just them going for the default option or, in some cases, 
and the worst possible at the moment, just leaving it in cash. Well, yeah, that gets really dangerous if the money's sitting in your pension, right? Because it's a long-term investment, so holding money in cash in a pension is a waste of money. Precisely, precisely. So, I mean, just going back to the dopamine thing, it's a classic case of idle hands, devil's work, isn't it? Retail investing went through the roof in lockdown because of all the people who were basically just bored, having a bit of a gamble, looking at the little green arrow one day and the red arrow the next, going, I'm up this and I'm up down the next. Like Halifax even did a study and said one in 10 UK individuals took up investing since the start of the pandemic. I mean, I can think of a handful of friends who are part of that bracket. And the slightly worrying thing is that for this group, that for lots of them, this was the first foray of investing full stop. They've got an extremely limited window in which they may have enjoyed some wins, but it's not going to prepare them well for the long term. Bad habits, as Ed Sheeran would say. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, look, on the topic of overtrading, another one is analysis paralysis. Whoa. I've got a story about analysis paralysis. Go on then. Is it Go funny? on then. Is it funny? Oh, I don't know about that. I've got a good friend of mine, and if he's listening, he'll know exactly who he is. But it was... um. It was around a barbecue, right? So in the spring, um, we went to the pub, we were talking, and he goes, I'm going to buy a barbecue, I'm going to buy a barbecue. And he's got these three or four different ones he was choosing. Uh, one was a Komodo, one was a Big Green Egg, the next one was a Weber, whatever. And then he was talking about it, talking about it. This conversation went on for months on end. He ended up buying a barbecue, I forget which one, but he bought it in end of September, October, then didn't use it again till the following May. So ended up making a terrible decision. It sat in his garden gathered loads of dust, and um, yeah, he struggled with too much information. Now, I think the key takeaway is constantly checking paper wins, paper losses, is bound to lead to emotional decision-making. And it's unlikely that when you get into the weeds that you'll be able to see the wood from the trees and make a good long-term investment decision. Because really, it's the job of your financial advisor, and for us, to look at all the data cut away the white noise and really just present you with the bits that really matter. We're not saying it's as simple as set and forget. You'll need to make small tweaks along the way to keep your long-term strategy on track, of course. But it's essential that the information you're acting on has been properly analysed. Yeah, and I I guess the final point I'd like to make is um, what really matters? Is it really how you want to be spending your time? Wouldn't it be better to put the right people in place to monitor things and to, you know, really help you with these decisions? And then you can focus on the stuff that really matters. Put your phone down, play golf, go for a cycle, hang out with the kids, whatever. Right, I think we'd better leave it there for today, gents. Um, Pleasure to have you with us today. Uh, Until next time, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Hayden. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Rory. Thanks for having me. Take it away, Doris. (laughs) 